Hello and welcome to this edition of Cronkite News to Go. I'm Jonah Harkle. It's Wednesday, March 11th, 2020. In this edition of CN to Go, we bring you a conversation with Cronkite News reporter Madison Staten. She recently reported a story on how Arizona and the rest of the Southwest is trying to deal with growing wild horse and burrow populations. Hi, Madison. Welcome in and thank you for talking with me. Anytime. I'm excited to be here. So why did you travel to see these burrows and wild horses? I mean, when did you hear about this story? So I heard about the story pretty early on in my time at Cronkite News. We were exploring these different rotating horse burrow adoptions because they move from place to place so that more people can see these animals. And if you're not, they're not adopted at one event, they might be adopted at another. So the one that we went to was in Marana, which is about 22 miles north of Tucson. And there were just so many horses and burrows that were in need of a home. I know that wild burrows in Arizona vastly outnumber the amount of wild horses. In 2019, the Bureau of Land Management reported that there are more than 6,900 burrows in Arizona. What kind of issues does this cause? Well, the wild burrow population in Arizona leads to a lot of overgrazing and overpopulation on the range. And so this means that the soil itself is degrading, which is a big concern. Another issue is that a lot of people call this the horse program, but it's not just horses. They have a lot of burrows in Arizona, and most people don't realize that they need homes too. There are a number of people who work to resolve the potential hazards that wild burrows and wild horses can create, like you said. William Perry Penley, who's the acting director of the BLM, called the Wild Horse and Burrow Program a major challenge for the agency just last fall. We have 88,000 wild horses and burrows on our western federal lands. We've increased our adoption program uh, to get people to adopt these wild animals. That's not going to solve the problem. And it's a tens of millions of dollars problem. But the more important thing for me is the, the existential threat to the quality of those lands. And I talked with Julie Murphy from ASU School of Sustainability. She recognizes the challenge that the Wild Horse and Burrow Program is facing. And she's actually dedicated her doctoral research to wild horses. The BLM has been criticized from both angles, from the cattle growers to the horse advocates. One of the concerns I have um, with adopting the horses out is that the public is ready for this. It's difficult to follow up to see how they're doing once they're adopted. Murphy brings up a good point here as well. I mean, you got to see the adoption process firsthand. So how successful was the adoption that you went to? Well, when we went, there was actually not that many people looking to adopt. There were a lot of people that were just looky-loos and just wanted to kind of see what the process was like. But when we were there, we spent hours out in the sighted Marana and we witnessed maybe two or three adoptions. This was mainly due to scheduling issues because they had to move the event last minute. They said when they had a similar event last year, there were people lined up. And what kind of emotions were going through your head while you were there looking at all of these animals and looking at, you know, maybe very deserving animals that do need some homes, even though they are wildlife? Well, my first reaction is I wanted to take one home because these animals are beautiful and they're majestic. And you were hearing a lot of that when we were out on site is just people commenting about how beautiful they were. And so the important thing in Arizona is to make sure that those burrows aren't forgotten. When I went and interviewed the head of the Wild Horse and Burrow lead, he actually said, I want to be interviewed by the burrows because he said these animals don't get enough attention. And what else did you discover while you were out there reporting on this story? 
Well, one of the most interesting things about the Wild Horse and Burrow program is they actually have a separate section where inmates from the then Florence prison can train these horses up. Now, this program is supposed to continue on even though the Florence prison is scheduled to close. But what was so interesting is that these inmates were bonding with these horses and had this emotional connection. One of the inmates I spoke with said that they were sad to see these horses go, but that they were happy that they were getting this better life. So it was such an emotional experience and getting able to sit down and talk with them was amazing. And not all of that made it into my story, but they were probably my favorite people that I got to speak to when I was out in Marana. Well, thank you so much again, Madison, for stopping in and talking to us all about this story you did. Anytime. This is such an important issue, so it's great to highlight both the wild horses and burrows. That's Madison Staten. She's a Cronkite news reporter, and if you want to learn more about her story on the Wild Horse and Burrow program, visit cronkitenews.azpbs.org. Everyone here at CN2Go thanks you for listening to this edition of the show. Thanks again to Cronkite news reporter Madison Staten for joining us today. You can learn more about everything you heard in today's update by visiting our website. And you can also listen to all of our past briefings by checking out our page on SoundCloud. That's all for today's Cronkite News To Go. I'm Jonah Harkle. We'll see you tomorrow with more stories from Cronkite News. Cronkite News.